Hey everyone, it's your girl Catrice J. That's how you feel the podcast, sex, love, relationships, and all the other bullshit. We are here with Monique. Yo. Mark Hood. What's up? And our very special guest, Jawan Smith. Yo, yo, yo. This is our very ooh. This is our very first episode, and this is titled There's a First Time for Everything. So let's get into it. Your very first kiss. Mm. I think we should rock with our special guest on this one. I know. Let's hear from him. Because there's a first time for everything. Well, I I I think uh, first grade is my first kiss. I think wow. first grade. Earlier. I I think, but you know what? For those all the those of you out there that had your first kiss, mine was planned. So. I remember like thinking about it one day and I was like, I'm going to try this. And I was trying to figure out what time the teacher leaves and stuff. Wow. Right. <laughs> so the teacher leaves and I ended up doing it. And that was the first time I'm like, wow, I really like this girl. So first grade was my first kiss. Wow. Was she like your childhood girlfriend or it was just some girl you liked? Did you just walk up to her and kiss her? Cause you planned it. Like, did she know anything well, no, about this? I liked her for sure. She was the, like the one in the classroom you talk to all the time. And then you like, I'm no, I might kiss this girl. And so you just walked up to her and planned it one on her. First, I, in first grade? Wow. Really yeah, that? I asked her. I was like, hey, you want to have a kiss? I oh, you asked first. Okay, I was about and to say. And I remember we had, we, had these little, we had these little cubbies where you hold your, uh, where you put your book bag Yeah. Up, and that's where I did it. At. Right behind the cubbies. Right behind the cubbies. That's, that's the place, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. What's her Very name? low key sequence. Yeah. I don't remember her name. Oh. That's crazy. Wow. I hope I hope yeah. she's listening to this and might realize that it was her and she might reach out and be like, It was me. I know. Right. I I don't remember at all. Wow. Wow. That's what about you, Monique? Yeah. Um, mine was with a kid named Freddie, little Chico wow. boy. And she I think me. we were around ten, eleven years old. And I remember um he was supposed to be he was not supposed to be at the house. My mom had left me and my sister alone so she could go to work. Ooh. And I had him at the house, but I knew I had to get my sister to feel like he was, you know, just there as a friendship thing. And she kept trying to, like, see what we was doing. And we was in the closet. And I knew what he was doing. He was, like, playing, I'm tickling you. <laughs> and then um, he gave me my first little kiss and then um, ended up stealing my bike off the patio, like, three wow. weeks later. So, wow. Freddie. You're listening. Fuck you. Bring her bike back, <laughs> Freddie. Where her bike at? Yo. Y'all are some youngins. Wow. Thinking these things, doing these things. Oh, no, it's stopped wow. there. You know, I, I don't feel like I was in first grade. I, um, I'm sure, I can't really remember exactly when it was between one or it was between one girl or this other one, but I can, I think I remember that it took place, go figure, at church. Um, mm. I'm a pastor's kid, so I spent a lot of time at church. My pop's a pastor, so all I knew growing up was that. And um, my first girlfriend, well, both of my first girlfriends both was at church. And um, I'm positive that, you know, because we used to do all type of stuff at church. Is it true that, like, about a preacher's (laughs) kids? I mean, that's what they say. Yes. Are you a preacher's kid? No, but I'm just saying yes. It is true, but I will say this, though. I'm honestly one of the more mild-mannered preacher kids that I know. Like, I, I do know some really terrible ones who, like, it's like, damn. like, And and it's because, you know, we put on this pedestal like that. Like, because we live lives just like everybody else. Like, we didn't choose it. That's that's our parents. That's that state thing. You know, so because 
I was still doing the same stuff that other kids did. I just had to do it at church. So I had to get my first kiss at the service one time. Like, I remember it had to be, I ain't going to say her name because she actually follows my career and she might hear this. But um, she went to another church, and they came to my church. And uh, we just, like, kind of slipped out to the vestibule area. You know, <laughs> it sounded like he said we could be friends. And maybe be friends. She came to my church. And she went to her church. Yeah, you know, we slipped out, and you know, because I was, I was definitely. Um, I remember my aunt. I ain't know what it meant at the time, but I remember my aunt. I heard her tell my mom. She was like, "Justin, that's my middle name." She was like, that "Justin, he got a high libido." Um, and at the time, I didn't know what that meant, and I'm like, "Mom, what's a high libido?" <laughs> and I didn't know that that meant anything like sexual, and so I definitely remember. Oh, girl, we, we slipped out into the vestibule, and, you know. I laid one on her. Mm. I'm sure it was like a, and, and I was I was probably a passionate kiss, too, at probably like 12 years old. Um, Probably wasn't no tongue yet, but we probably really held on for a long time. <laughs> wow. At church. I'm at sorry, church. God. I love you, God. I know. Hey, at least, go to hell. at least you weren't doing it, like, out in the open. At least it was under him. Like, yeah, hey, amen. That's what I'm talking about. Over, his know? gee, his blessing was over. <laughs> that was God's covenant right there. That's what I'm talking about. You know. So our next topic, going into things after the first kiss. When did everyone kind of start thinking like, you know, what's this on HBO at four o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. You talking about watching the TV through the like. What's this on Showtime? And, and having to um, yeah. have your um, have, have your button pressed so that if your mama walked in, you would press reverse and it'll go right back to Disney Channel or whatever. Real quick. Man, oh, man. you had to have it on last had channel. Had to have it on last channel. Had to go right back real fast. Like, no choice. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are sick. Who would do such a thing? Me. I mean, me at six. Oh, oh, I, I six went six. Old. Oh, six years old. No, six was, years old. I was curious. I mean, yeah. I don't think crazy. I knew what was yeah. up yet at six. It'd be crazy. Yeah. It definitely was. Did anyone, like, ever, like, find their parents, like, Playboy magazine? Mm, nah. No. No. I found my brother that my first introduction, he probably listening to, damn, um, to uh, uh, adult films <laughs> was uh, my brother. He, I used to... His big brother, so I always wanted to wear his clothes. So I would always go down to his room and be rummaging through his stuff, like, what can I wear? What can I wear to school? And I remember I was going through one basket, and I pulled everything out, and at the bottom was some VHSs, this, you know, video. And there was nothing on them. So I didn't really know what it was. It was like he was dubbed or whatever. And so I put it in the VCR, and it was the first time I had, like, seen, like, porn porn. Because, you know, like, that HBO stuff, like... That's like damn near softcore. It really like, is. Yeah, it really yeah, ain't nothing. Yeah, you just yeah. see titties and yeah. then you know, it ain't like no hardcore like in there. Right. Like so the first time I saw like hardcore oh homo mom and them don't listen to this. Um <laughs> was 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 my brothers and um and they were black girls. And you know, if you think about it, most of the time on showtime they were white. Right. Like yeah. you would see like white girls, but I'm like, damn, like it was true. black, voluptuous, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> women you know and, and, and that was like that moment still stands out for me because I remember like looking at it and, and not stopping like and just like oh shit like and then I remember I took it out and ran back put it in his room and never told him until one day 
he we talked about it. Right. But that was that was what, that was what did he time. think of that? Um, he was cool because I mean he was, was I think it was like right of passage like oh yeah you, you saw it you know the cool. preacher's kid both of us preacher's kids oh I hope they're not listening I... man um, that's crazy though yeah I get it but, that makes sense <laughs> when was your first time joining um, ever just haven't seen or just seen, seen well, like well okay I was younger and I walked in on my uncle before so I seen what what sex was he was. Having sex or watching porn? No, having sex. Oh, having sex. okay. So, so I was like, real oh, life. that's sex, sex. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, all the Cinemax stuff they used to be on TV yeah. over time, and then, um, so yeah, around that time, I was probably at least like five, six. I remember my grandmother caught me, you know, yeah, doing stuff yeah. I shouldn't be doing. So, I don't know. I guess a curiosity early age for me, but it was harmless. Yeah, it was harmless. I was very curious. Yeah, yeah I, when I was young. I was very curious too. But then it took a long time for me to get any further, like later, like in terms of, you know, I don't know, uchi kuchi la la la, all that good stuff. I <laughs> yeah, was that very didn't curious and I knew I was yeah. a very sexual person. I knew that when I was a kid. Yeah. I knew it was not going to. You remember BET Uncut? Oh, man. The Chip Trill video. Slide neck <laughs> card. Come on. What? I never watched that. Yeah. You never watched it. No. But I definitely, um, like, HBO, I used to definitely have that remote on Last, last Channel. Last Channel. Yeah. Um, I remember discovering Pornhub and being amazed. Like, Pornhub. what the fuck is this shit? And why didn't I discover this earlier? Like, they had the actual, you know, the actual stuff going on. What's your favorite like type of porn? Mm. I think I think lesbian porn is the best. I just I personally think it. that. I can't get into it. Lesbian porn? No. And I, <laughs> I got some yeah, I got some categories for you ass. <laughs> so I do this little thing, I will play porn roulette and I kinda just like close my eyes and click. Uh huh. And sometimes it's been good and then sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I didn't see that. There's some shit out there y'all are not prepared for. <laughs> There's some porn out there that should not exist. But, you know, to each his own. I don't judge. But it's just, yeah, I don't really have one particular category. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the base of how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to keep it PG now that I know he got, like. Uh-huh. Now you know we got what? <laughs> I don't want, I don't want nobody judging. Oh, who, who I'm going to judge? Come on, man. Wait, so what's the next topic? Because I don't have it in front of me. It is, uh, I'm going to tell you. First sex. Wait, but, okay, when it comes to porn, what's after porn? When's, like, so when did y'all first, like, oh, what is this thing I have down here? Oh. How do I use it? I waited a long time. I waited until I had a relationship, a solid one, and <laughs> I knew what it was, but I just knew that I wasn't going to, it's not for everybody, you know, that's special. Quiet voice. Oh, I thought you were raising your hand. His media no, person's no. all hit him well. He's keeping it all mm-hmm. hush. 
Are you, you asking me? The beans? Are you asking me a question? Yeah. What is your question? When? <laughs> <laughs> when did you feel like? Um, let me do something while I'm watching porn. Like when did you start masturbating? Probably like middle school when I got aware of what's going on. Yeah, I wouldn't say masturbating, but I mean I was like, okay, I have a. Okay. You know what's weird? In high school, there's these boys, and they, they're probably going to see this and hear this and be like, this, ne- this never happened. But they would, like, watch porn together, and they were on the football team, and they would masturbate together. And, like, I never really understood, like, why would you do that? Like, like that's weird. Like, is that a thing that guys do in high school? A circle jerk. Like, yeah, like, it's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I don't know what like, people do. I just want to say I've never done that. <laughs> I've never, I've, I will conclude I never participated in those activities. Like that shit's weird. I preference to whoever. I yeah. So you have do, an please do what you do, genre, right? Yes. So you yes. football, basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you play sports. athletes are known to be ladies' men. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself as such? Um, you know that word has always been funny because. As he peers into my eyes with his brown eyes. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell me all about it. That topic is funny because, like, it could be opinionated. You know, ladies' man is, what does that exactly mean? And then also, I say, is a ladies' man also, can he can be a ladies' man? Can he also be faithful in a relationship? Can he answer the question? I'm a very loyal person. You got a girl? um, Um, No. That's a yes or no? But I'm a very loyal person, so... You know, when I am locked in and I am with someone, you know, and I dedicate myself to that, that's what it is. So I don't know if that's necessarily a ladies' man or is it? A ladies' man to me is someone who knows that he has the power of seduction, mm. you know, all that. I see where you um, It's after 10, a- 10 p.m. here in L.A., so we're looking at him now and he doesn't have any sunglasses on, which means he's not too cool and he has somewhat of a humble uh demeanor but his name is Dijon. let's talk about your mama for a second let's Dijon. talk about it your mama thinks she's slick how are you gonna name your baby a sexy name <laughs> <laughs> Dijon, you're gonna get Ju- all the hoes Ju- Ju- <laughs> Juwan. 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 but that would that would have been dope Dijon. Dijon-o. Dijon-o. Juan. But you know what's crazy? So many people mess up Juwan when they read it on paper. Like teachers. What did they say? I'm not going to lie. When I read your name, I didn't know what it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. It they took say, me a while, too. They say J. Juwayne. J. June. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was J. Juwan. Yeah, me too. I thought it was J. Juwan. Or something like that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I wonder how you pronounce this. Do y'all hear that? Definitely do. That's just the feds, man. Mm, mm, I will. I'll take. You date multiple women at once. No. Okay. One at a time. So you're faithful. One at a time. Faithful mammy hunt. Yeah. One at a time. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the career thing going right now. So are you though? Focuses. That's where his focus is, right? You're writing, producing. Mm Hmm. Writing, producing. That gives mm-hmm. little yep. time for love life, right? No. Heck You're no. not on Tinder. After that's all over, you got to, you know, you want somebody to come home to. Mm-hmm. Right? 
But you're not on Tinder? No, I'm not on Tinder. Has, have Y'all do the apps? I don't believe in them. No. I have like, definitely like been on 20, Tinder. Like Tinder or like any of those apps like that. But you like, know, technically Instagram is it. True and true. Low key. But that's different. Like, no. it, I just think it's different because it's a specific purpose for like Tinder and stuff. Yeah. Like that's like specific. Like this is a dating app. Like I'm on here for this. I'm on Instagram. And if I happen to slide in some DMs, then that's, you know, it, it my purpose wasn't that on Instagram, you know. Right. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the dating apps. Nah, Y'all do them? I've definitely been on Tinder. I have no shame in my game. Should be none. Yep. It's cool. You already know my answer. No social media. Like oh, yeah, life. she does no social media ever. Yeah. How are you living? Thing. Are you under a rock? Do you know what's going on in the world? Do I you do. Know? I'm very, very well informed, actually. Said, I'm on Shay Room. On all topics. She do. She be on the, she do be sending stuff to the group chat. But I, So you be seeing general, stuff on Shay Room? Yeah, she But does. just in general, I'm I'm an avid reader. I like politics. I like business. I like all topics. I love sports. I know a little bit about everything. And I don't necessarily need to be on social media to have those things. Do you feel like life. you can thrive with a career in entertainment without social media? Um, some of the best actors in the world are not on social media. Yeah. They perform and tell a story, which is what uh, an actor's uh, goal is. You want to tell a story. You don't need to have your social life and all things consisting about your business. Uh, wanting to be an actor alone is very narcissistic. Me, 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 right? And so well, at what point do you say, it's not about me, let me delve into my craft and let that speak for itself? And, you know, what comes with that is then notoriety and fame and, you know, media and all that attention. I don't necessarily think you need to put all your business out there. There's a difference when I fell in love with the whole aspect of movies and acting. It was based on very, very old movies. And back then, it was about being a star, not necessarily having your personal life out there, um, but being really good at your craft platform. And it allows you, he's shaking his head, because you're using it. You're actually doing all this on your own. So you probably, you know that no, social media is very the, the necessary. Acting, yeah, it's I get very it. necessary for you to put your own work out there. Um, is it mandatory? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think it's mandatory. You know, and, and it's, it truly is up to you. You want to share, you know, whatever you want to share about your life. I don't think that acting is about that is narcissistic. And I know this is going way left, but I, I don't. I also don't think it's about me because as an actor, like it's never about me because I'm never being myself. So it's really about me not being me. It's never about me. And I think my thing with social media is, um, I think for me personally. I just con- I control what I put out there, even at, like the type of things that I put out so I can try to control the narrative as much as I can because truly these days we can't all the way control it because the blogs will say what they want to say, the media going to say what they want to say and everything. So social media is my only way to put my stamp. Like this is what I have to say. The blogs and the media and Getty and all them going to catch all them other images and say and create a scenario where my social media is the only place for me to say, oh, no, this is my essay. Like, this is actually what I wrote versus what they write. And so, Do you remember mm-hmm. a time where you couldn't have access to your favorite stars? Where they were more of a mystery and you had to wait to see them in the theater? You didn't necessarily yeah, way back see in the day, everybody yeah. 
and their drama and their business and who didn't file their taxes and is going to prison for tax evasion and who has a, an affair going on and you know it it was in the tabloids I remember growing up and things like that but now everybody feels that every mundane thought that they have is to be shared and placed out there and there's no privacy and you know we're giving away our privacy as it is and then we're also just exploiting the people that are in our lives so I think um, with that that's the part of social media that I do not um, necessarily love I appreciate what it represents and the opportunity that it gives to people to promote their work and their brand but is it necessary no because I grew up in a great time where the films that I was able to watch I appreciated the art and what was being represented and I didn't need to know that that person had been abused or you know all these little things that the intricacies that we all face it just kind of levels everybody else to the same like the word star is used very loosely nowadays facts right yeah it's very not so many it's not as many stars as people say everybody you know but but then again but then again i also feel like you're whoever you want to be so if you say you're a star who am i to tell you not like if i say i'm a star who listen you you, whatever we want to be so yeah it's hard but i feel you i respect that and that's real and that just honestly put some things in perspective for me so that was a beautiful um take on that what do you think about that since you're like you know you're on atlanta you have you're working with all the big networks what do you think about that take um to piggyback on her i do i fell in love with film too like i i'm involved in so many different things but internally i do love the art of what i do so i love old 50s movies those black and whites and stuff like that's crazy and and what inspired me to write films was like Home Alone and like mm. nighttime and Batman movies with a little alleyway where the light hits, you know, in New York. And it's like, you know, the fact that we now, you fast forward into 2019 and we're able to be able to connect with them same people and create like that, you know, like I'm falling in love with that part. But um, I do think the star is used loosely, loosely, um, but you know, times is changing. You've been able to access some great, amazing talents. You've had affiliations with Oprah Winfrey and Robert Townsend. and So from that, don't you feel more connected having that one-on-one personal relationship versus trying to reach out? I think that's because I I care about the art because somebody that's just there for the money or whatever, they're not going to sit and take the time out to say, hey, Robert, how do you do this or how do you do that they don't want to hear that they're just like oh well pay me when it's that so i actually care what he had to say and that's what you, you know, asked him how yeah, do i asked him i had an actual audition coming up and i was like what would you do if you were doing this and he told me so you just you, if you really care about what you're doing you're going to use it the right way i think so much respect yeah, to that. i agree Word. yeah well let's roll back things and um we're going to start with our guest, okay. Joanne. Hit me. Hit me. <sighs> when was the first time you had sex? Mm, high school. High school? High school. Okay. Yes. What was that experience like? Um, Did you have to, like, work for her? Well, we were in a relationship. Okay. We were, um, um, yeah, we were in a relationship for a very long time, and one day we came home after the fair. And see, this is, I don't know about y'all, but I didn't have a car at the time in high school and I and I was living school. with my parents so it's hard to sneak somebody in so we had to do what we had to do so 
I was just thankful that she was, you know, in it to win it like I was. And I was just like, dang, you like, you riding like that? Like, you know, so that was my first, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first time. Like, not riding like that, but you, you're so yeah. down for me that you're willing to be in the back of your mom's car with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, okay. was, that was the cool part. So that was my first time. Okay. Yeah. What was that experience like? It was cool. Was it weird? Nah, Did you I, feel like, oh my gosh. I got home and was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it was crazy, but I mean, yeah, it was cool. What's up? And how long did y'all last? We were together for like three years. She was like my high school, like sweetheart. Yeah, everything. Shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're good friends. You never lose your first love. Yeah. Ever. Well, I know I haven't. You might lose them in different ways. Well, you lose. You I mean, lose like you'll them. always have. They always have a special. I agree for with me. that. Yeah. Your first love always have a special place. I feel like anybody you really love, love. I mean, I guess unless they did like some crazy dirty like shit, some, yeah. Like you know, kill some. I mean, or just you know, cheated on you with your brother or something. But I feel like. Oh my god! You just touched my situation with both of those. Oh my god! You had somebody who killed somebody and cheated on with your brother. God damn! <laughs> Jesus! Are they in jail now? For real? What you got going on? Bro? Okay. You said you like a convict. Me. This makes sense now. Let's talk about this. <laughs> this all makes sense. <laughs> Let's hear about this story. This ain't about me. No, no, it's about you. Hey, about you a part of it though. Yeah, no, mine was super scandal, and I actually just found this out. Like uh, the person that I he uh, he ended up. Wait, he, hold on, pause. Is it? Is it? Don't say no name. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> hold up. It's nobody oh. you know. No, oh, okay. And he cheated on, he killed somebody and cheated on oh, you. Oh, no, no. you told me about that. And oh, my God. He, he killed somebody and cheated on you with your brother. Look at me, no, that no, made a whole no, story. that is crazy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought what you were saying. No, no. I, <laughs> I made a whole script real fast, okay? I'm going to write this tonight. no longer here, so it's hard to even speak on that. I'm but, sorry um, to hear that. Rest I'm sorry. Sorry. Right, yeah. yeah, he did something unthinkable, and you just never... This was somebody growing up that I uh, thought very highly of. And then I just, you know, when you go back and you look for people in your past, and I just found out that about a year ago, he ended up taking his fiance's life and then his own as well, which was very shocking. But he was actually the brother of my first boyfriend in high school. So it was one of those things where I'm like, I dated his brother and it didn't work out between us. And then we ended up dating and I chose to, you know, go forward with him. And then you just find out later in life that people's paths take them in a totally different direction. And that's kind of scary. That is. For a fact. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss on that one. No, but that's rough. Yeah, it's a lot as heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, yes. So, first encounter, Monique. Since we're already on First you. encounter with what? Sex. I just told you. All I'm going to say about that was um, we had 112 playing in the background. Ooh. Y'all had this planned out. Can't ever <laughs> go wrong with the 112. No, it wasn't. Though. It wasn't. And that was actually my favorite group. And it was just, wow. it was perfect. It was perfect. Mm. Up until, never mind. We're going to drop that. <laughs> That's action. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a wild first time. I actually, 
Oh my gosh, wow. I actually got semi-caught. Like, I didn't get caught, but... So, it was me and my friend, and there was these two guys, right? And one of them I had, like, the biggest crush on. Like, he was, like, very popular. He was, like, he played football. I just thought he was so cute. And so, we were just, like... We met at, like, this club called Cowboys. It was, like, this teenage club. So we were, like, flirting after this club or whatever. And, like, the next day, like, every single time I would see him on the hallways, like, we would always just flirt. Like, everyone kind of just peeped, like, oh, y'all kind of, like, okay. And I was feeling myself because I was a freshman. He was a, a junior. And so, like, one day, it was me and my friend, and him and his friend came over. And my mom had left. So me and him <laughs> went upstairs. And we didn't really, like, go, like, we, it went in, but it wasn't, like, a long thing. Like, it was kind of, like, very quick. And all I heard, like, my room was above the garage. All I heard was the garage go up. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Heart drop, huh? When I tell you, in seconds, they went into the bathtub, they hid in the bathroom, then... My mom, like, I tried to act like everything was normal. My mom knew something was going wrong. Like, my mom has very high, I think as all women have high intuition. Went upstairs into the bathroom, and I had them in the closet. I had the shower curtain closed. And she <laughs> walked into the bathroom, and I was washing my hands, right? So she just kind of looked at me. And then she was about to walk out. And when she walked out, she could see in the mirror. They had fucking, <laughs> they pissed me off still to this day. As soon as she walked out, they moved the shower curtain, and she heard it. She, like, whoop, you know, hit that mom on him real quick, and she saw them. I remember my face went into that wall. They left, and it was crazy. And then the next, that Monday, the whole entire school found out. Like, the whole school found out because he was on the football team. He was telling people. <laughs> I told my friends. <laughs> And he was popular. Like, he was popular. So it wasn't like everyone knew who he was. All these girls wanted to fight me. There was this girl that apparently he had started dating that Friday, the same day we had, like, I lost my virginity. It was just crazy. Like, the whole school found out. All these girls wanted to fight me. It was weird because it was like, why do you want to fight me? Like, like are you mad? I don't know. Like, I had a lot of haters. That's all I would say. But it was really not the best experience at all. Wow. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, that was, whew, it's fine. And then the next year, we had a class together, which is very awkward. And it was public speaking at that. Mm. Are yeah. you still cool? Um, yeah, we follow each other. I mean, I think we're grown past that. But it was just a very, like, crazy time in life because the whole school, like, it was on Facebook. Facebook was really popular. Like, it was everything on Facebook. Like I said, like, all these girls wanted to fight me. All because I lost my virginity to him. Like, it was weird. I don't know. But that's my story of my first time. Do you remember <laughs> the time? <laughs> Are you still singing, Mike? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Why yeah. not? Why not? What was... Uh, <clears throat> oh! No, I don't have a problem with it. I'm going to play Mike until I'm gone. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just 
feeling the climate in the culture. Yeah, no. Whether or not, you know, because people, you know, this whole R. Kelly thing is going on. Yes. And people, this, we live right now in a cancel culture, right? Everything so is cancel culture. Oh, you cancel, you cancel. And I hate that. I hate that. I do too. to cancel anybody? Nobody can do that, you know? You have to show people the respect. And then there's this thing of, can you separate the artist from their personal life? And this, again, brings it around to all this overexposure of people's personal. There is no privacy. And so mm. I'm not going to comment too much because I know it's a sensitive subject for yeah. a lot of people. And, of course, you always want to show empathy and sympathy um, to people that have experienced this in their lives. But um, just for me, growing up, both of these men led the background to my life in, in terms of like music and um, things of that nature and entertainment value. And it's very hard to say, well, I'm going to cancel out these memories when I remember Ignition remix coming out and oh. what was going on in my life at that time. And, you know, <laughs> I remember sitting in my mom's living room um, whenever Michael Jackson's music videos would premiere. It was a thing. You got ready, 8 p.m., you knew it was coming on, it was going to be like a show. I remember when. Do you remember the time came out? And it was just like this whole big, great production. And particularly for our culture, why would we cancel these great, fond memories out when this is somebody who essentially was the first person to crack into MTV music videos and to usher the way for all these artists that we admire now? It's a very hard thing to, to grapple with. And now, especially since he's gone. So it's a lot of that. I think that's really the kicker that agree. he's gone. Like he's not he's not here like to even defend himself. Right. And um I think that's the biggest thing cuz like, you know, and I'm not going to speak much on it either because these kind your words stay with you forever and you get caught up in stuff. Uh-huh. It's a um it's a real touchy situation. It's a real touchy line. Um you know, with R Kelly, he's here there are people physically saying like that these things have happened. There is air quotes evidence of these things happening. And I say air quotes because I haven't seen it. So meaning that I can't say if it was there allegedly. or not. Allegedly, you know, like, so I'm not saying it was there. It was not, I don't know. But, you know, so then we have MJ who went on trial as well, who the people then came out like parents and like came out saying that the kids came out saying that the parents were lying. And, you know, so it, it gets real, it just gets real touchy. And, and then MJ's not here to even go on trial to find this out. So it's like, when do we as a people like get to be, you know, judge, jury and executioner, like of, of all of these lives. And, and I don't believe that, you know, because one person jumped off a bridge, everybody else got to do it. But it's just, there's so many others, you know, that are not in our community who are, um, who aren't the same color as us, who do so many of these things. But I just feel like our community only chooses to cancel us. Like, you know. I seen a post today with Elvis, though, um, you know, when he was messing around. Something about him messing around with younger women, you know, underage. So. I think it's just funny how everything, everybody's going tit for tat now and who can, you know, take away um, my problem with everything. I'm not going to speak much, but I think I just hate how things, why does everybody wait so long? I don't know. I'm going to say this. I I feel like when it. I feel that way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I just feel like. 
like the people in the um, documentary, they took money from the state. Apparently, I I feel like okay, for a while they were saying it didn't happen. They went on trial. It never happened. Never happened. Never happened. It's been a lot of back and forth, back it's, and forth. The main thing is, but is that I feel like they took if money. They could have taken him down. They would have exactly the point is, is that he went to trial. He suffered a body cavity search. The most humiliating uh, thing that you can do. They tried to break this man, um, searching his home and and all that. Um, and I'm not saying right or wrong, yes or no, it happened. Or not my whole thing is just from a logical standpoint that if there's an opportunity to take a black man down, it will be had oh, yeah. by his, by his own there, people. So if there's opportunity to take any cleared, black person down, he was black cleared, man or woman, and that's the problem that I have with this whole thing of um, we tear each other retrying down someone who's everybody. not here to defend everybody. themselves. Everybody you know? gotta go there. So that's why call your repo? It's people always ask, too. "Oh, and why didn't um, none of us are without sin?" That's the biggest thing for a fact. But people always say, like, why didn't we ever, um, like, when we were slaves, why didn't we ever, like, revolutionize against them? Because you had black people that would tell the master, like, oh, right. yeah, they're they're about to uh, revolutionize, so make sure. And they would master, whip one of the motherfuckers in, yeah. in, into, into, into. So it's like, it's in our genes. We can't ever. That's the problem with black people. We'll never. And this is a side subject, but like never. we will never Don't be able to. We will. We will. I mean, we, we will, will, but we have a hard time. A we have of... a hard time getting to that point because <laughs> it's just. You know what's so funny is because we're in a world of it's hard, so you know everybody doesn't want to see winning all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I, this is interesting. There's just topic. a certain amount of it divisiveness is. that has been embedded and implanted in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was there was an interview. And I might be saying this wrong. I think it was Killer Mike, and he had spoke on the fact that you go into the jungle, the lions is taking care of the lions, and the monkeys are taking care of the monkeys, and you know the zebras take care of the zebras. And I'm not saying that there should be a certain uh, segregation, but what I'm saying is that we should look after each other, and that should be the main thing. And there has to be some level of looking after one another. Um, before we look to other people to take care of us mm-hmm. and validate us or make things right. Let's make things right within our own community. All the time. I positivity because I come from a negative, nobody wants to see you win, hater mentality. And I think if you create a culture, even if it's just you, your circle, your circle, then that's cool. Yes. I'm cool with that because that's why I, I always, um, for me, I always tag my friends and, if we doing, if I'm doing something, I'm trying to bring you and include you. So I think that's important because I don't know. You live in a world like that, so you need your because those people are your people. So when something go down, you got a group of people that's gonna you know vouch for you. So I don't know. I feel you. I mean, I I think that's the most important. I try to promote as much positivity as possible, especially amongst my friends, amongst my circle, amongst people who follow me, amongst people who. Who around like I try to keep it positive, but I do want to just go on record and say that um we do tear each other down and we will that that does happen. But at the end of the day, wrong is wrong and right is right. And if these things happen, it is not okay. I don't believe in victim shaming, um, because you know, I find myself questioning like, well, why did they take so long to come forward and I wouldn't have did it this way and blah, 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 blah. But people just go through stuff different ways. Um, 
fear tactics, scare tactics, taking money, all this stuff. It's just so many things to consider, which is why I just exactly. really try to just, I mean, because I, I can't lean so hard either way because it's like, I want to lean hard, like knowing people who've been sexually abused before and knowing people who have been molested. I want to lean hard and be like, yo, like, that's not, like, if he did that, either one of them, if they did that, that's not cool. Like, yo, they need to be under the jail. They need to get seek the help that they need. But on the other side, it's like, yo, I don't, I don't want to take these people down. So it's like a really hard place, like being a person who really has a lot of empathy and taking on other people's feelings and what they're going through and knowing that the public, man, that's, I think, I think public perception is worse than, um, jail because like at least in jail you can get some goddamn peace like out here just public perception like tearing you down i mean that's like go nowhere you can't go nowhere you can't do nothing think about this is real sidebar but the whole like jordan and um the kardashian situation you know her blood brother couldn't go to school her her mom couldn't go to work all because of jordan yes Jordan's and that's people. what I'm talking about right there, this whole thing. And this is a, a prime example of where it comes to the point that we say, no, we're not canceling nobody. Let's give her the opportunity to speak and give her her own platform because, you know, the family that she's going up against, uh, I don't want to say invincible, but for her to stand alone and then you have the smiths come up and say well no we ain't not, having that we're yeah. not doing it like that this time yeah. we're gonna let her speak she has the opportunity to say her side of the story and you know she doesn't feel all alone and yeah. that's the big thing to stop canceling each other mm-hmm. it has to start there and that was beautiful to see the way that mm-hmm. again it shouldn't have went down and i don't ever want to gl- say that any type of drama was beautiful to see so i just want to get that clear but it was different to see this go down the way because i mean the way black people stood yeah be, her, and, and, stood for her. it stood for her because that easily could have went like she could have just been dragged 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 you know between you know um the family that she was up against and then our community anybody just saying that whatever happened but for the smiths to step in and them being so powerful and um positive um role models in the african-american community and right. in just the, the entertainment community especially to and see that was time. beautiful i feel like it's rolling that way and we are making positive strides to keep yes. that going because look at what's going on with jesse smollett and, you know, not knowing whether or not his story is true or false, what you saw was immediately a whole army of people, um, well-known people, Steve Harvey, for example, stepping up and saying, hey, what do you want us to do? We're here for you. And that's the first thing that needs to happen. Um, you know, growing up as a child, you know, I may have done things that I should not have done. But I knew at the end of the day, um, my mom always was going to have my back. And I feel like that sense of community and um, when you have older people that have been there and experienced certain things, we need to always have each other's back. And so you see that happening a little bit more, whether or not that story was true or false. We'll we'll find that out later or maybe we will never find out. Who they knows? It, uh, the point is, is that, you know, he felt that support and he's still feeling the support because you've seen people like Terrence Howard say, well, I know who he is as a person day to day and I have him around me and my family and you know what? I'm going to support him and whatever the, whatever the truth is, he still has my support. That's very important that we continue to have that because I know I done told some lies in my life and I know I done mm. done some 
Okay. Fucked up shit. And my mom stole it. My mama didn't cancel me. I was just going to say shout out to J. Cole one time because um, on his verse 21 Savage a lot, he uh, he shouted out Takashi and um, Dennis Smith Jr. and Markel Fultz, which are three people that's in our culture that get tore down. Um, Markel Fultz plays for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. He was the number one draft pick, bad shoulder, and everybody calling him a flop. Takashi come out. Everybody, you know what I mean. So, but Takashi's different though. Yeah, Takashi, mm. but I knew you right, and 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 I say all that to say for J Cole to come out on a track and do something opposite of what everybody else does and uplift. Um, I think that was something cool. So just just picking back on what you're saying, just yeah. just that alone is is a starting because people are in the car rapping, but it's a good thing to I like listen that. to what you're yeah. rapping to. So if you ever hear that verse, what's yeah. the name of the song? Uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one uh, seconds. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, it all just came together just mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel like there's progress. Um. I want to say this though. I um when it comes to like being a victim of um, sexual abuse, sometimes like for me, I didn't realize my situation until I got older. Like I didn't realize until I was eighteen that. Well, I realized at fourteen what had happened. But I didn't really start speaking on it till I turned 18. So I think it's when it, you're a victim of that, it all really just depends on, like, when you're ready. And when yeah. you're, like, you're self-realizing, like, wait, okay, what happened wasn't okay. Like, this wasn't, this wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't, this wasn't okay. So it's, like, I think it just, it's all about timing and it's all about your comfortability. So I wouldn't say, like, don't ever... And I know it's kind of hard because some, like, well, people are coming out 20, 30 years later, but I can kind of understand that because you're kind of just, sometimes when you're just in the moment, you just don't really, it doesn't resonate as much. Yeah. And it's, I could imagine that it's embarrassing and right. it Degrading. could be something you want to forget about yeah. and, like, just a bad thought for you. So, like, I mean, again, we, we man, we. My homeboy wrote a song. We all got our demons. We all got our skeletons, man. We all got so many things that that we've gone through that we may never, ever, ever talk about. Like right. it's people who've been sexually abused who ain't never gonna say nothing. They're sixty years old now, and it happened by their uncle when they was a kid, and they still ain't saying nothing to nobody. And especially in this culture where people aren't believing the victims, it's kind of like that's why more people don't say nothing because right. they like ain't nobody gonna believe me you know especially if you're coming out that time so i could imagine that there could even be more you know people with you know as far as robert is concerned but they not they're not gonna say nothing but on the other side of that is people make up stuff too it's just a oh man this man it's a hard life we live a lot here. it's just it's too as they say it's like, too much like it's too says. much it is a lot a lot too well, much that's why you have to and it just really starts at home with the parents or parents because I knew growing up, if somebody touches me in the wrong way, my six, seven, eight, nine-year-old self, I'm going to do whatever damage that I can do. And I feel like we have to get back to that. Um, you can't watch your kids 24-7, obviously, but just making sure that your kids know, hey, if something goes down and it's inappropriate you make sure you tell me because i knew that i could tell my mom anything and i didn't feel ashamed and i i I felt very much so powerful even when i was a child and i feel like instilling 
don't be scared to give your kids power. Yes, you want to keep their youth, you want to keep their innocence, but you also want to prepare them for what is going on in the real world, especially because it's going so quickly now with technology. And these kids are now with five, six years old, and they got the iPad, and they got access, and they ordering stuff off of Amazon. They're doing all these like, little badass kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're smart. Give kids the credit that they deserve because kids are very smart. You know? Yeah. All that. I agree. Can someone tell me the next topic? Uh, I'm finna tell Fill it back in. First relationship, love. Ooh. I'm talking, I'll go. Oh. <laughs> Talk to us. I fell First in love. relationship in love. Okay, so. Wait, wait, has everyone, is, was everyone, did everyone have like a high school sweetheart? Like you had one, Juwan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I was finna say, so my first relationship, first love was a thing, but thinking now as an adult, I don't know if that was really like love then. Mm. Like as experiencing love on the level I've experienced it now, I'm like, you know, she was a great childhood friend and we were to get together and we were in love and, you know, did all of that. But like thinking back on it, I really feel like my first true love was my last real relationship as an adult. Mm. Like, I feel like that was like my actual first true love because now some you know we're a f- two years later and I, I still love her um like love her so um I my first relationship was with you know this girl who was my first kiss or whatever you know she was another pastor's kid we was kissing at church and stuff you know doing <laughs> doing the church relationship stuff my mom's a principal so she went to my mom's school um so we had a lot of ties um, her family was close to my family, so they would kind of be over or whatever. Um, but really thinking about it as an adult, we used to say I love you, you know, but it wasn't like the love I experience now. Like, it's just, it's different. So. I feel like that can definitely be true. Love. Like, like love. yeah, love. exactly, definitely. Intro, intro to love. Yeah. Love 101. Because I've definitely experienced <laughs> different types of love, like, the love I had and this but this person wasn't the same with this person. You know, like that that's definitely I've had my first love. My first love lasted eleven years. My, my first love was not my true love though. Yeah. And there's a big difference. And I knew my true yeah. love within just a couple of months, which is crazy to be with someone else for an entire decade plus one year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to realize very quickly this is what true love is. Both very, very important, um, but different. Both very different. And I think the first love was able to teach me what I needed to do better as a person for myself and also in a relationship. And I will always give that credit to my first love. Yeah. Special guest? Well, my first love. Jawan Smith. My first love was uh, high school. Like I told you earlier, it pretty much... I would think, yeah, so probably high school, because like you said, I, that was the first time I felt um, like so strongly. Um, even in middle school, I thought I cared about her, about yeah. the woman, and you would get into little spats. But then as you get older, you find somebody that you really care about, and you're really doing a lot. So definitely, first of all, I would probably say high school for me, uh, where I really felt like I could not 
go to school the next day if I don't talk to this woman. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're feeling like that, yeah. like, passing notes and whatnot. Yeah, like you can't even function, man. So, um, yeah. So I think high school for me. I think it's beautiful on both sides. I think it's far and few in between nowadays to experience that love where it's oh we're gonna be together 20 25 30 35 years i think it's a different time and a different era so it's gonna be harder for i think this generation on to experience that kind of thing not impossible but just harder but i think that's a beautiful thing but i also think it's very beautiful to experience multiple love lives and multiple lovers and people that you really genuinely form a bond with and you know this was our love story and i grew from that because we're all evolving that's what this life is about right yeah you gotta grow so with evolution you're changing you're not going to stay the same person you kind of get what you need from that person they get what they need from you and then you take it to the next love and then you find one that's even stronger uh, of a bond for you and yeah, both, both sides Spit are good. Long-lasting love with one, because my mom would tell me all the time, she'd be like, oh, you know, turtle doves only have one partner. And I'm just like, yeah, that's beautiful and all that. But, you know, like it's different now. Yeah, It's different now. You want to have that one person. But, you know, the world moves more quickly nowadays, and now you got to experience love with other people. Yeah. There's seven billion of us. You can find some love somewhere. <laughs> I truly believe it's somebody for everybody. It's somebody out there for me. Like it, they may not be here in LA. Shit, they might not be in the United States of America. But it's somebody out there. Yeah. Yeah. For a fact. So don't, people, don't worry. Give her your number. Don't worry. Don't worry. Give her your number right now. So don't she can you find worry. You. Yeah, you can actually call me at two eight four three three zero eight zero zero four. Because Mike sounds about to blow. Hey. That's cold. <laughs> What's the next topic? What do we have next? Time? First breakup. Oh, my first breakup was great. Like we went to Waffle House and we talked about it. And the next, you know, everything was good. Like I was free. It was amazing. It was the I felt so and I cut my hair off. It was great. Oh, I mean, like. I was 19. I was about to say, you was going through it this time. I was 18. 18, almost 19. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Like, because it was just at that time when it was, like, you know when you're in love with someone and you never think you'll see life without them? Like, dang. Like, and then you've, like, stuff keeps happening and then you finally get to a place where it's like you're okay without them. Like, you feel like, okay, like, I'm very cut and dry. I love you until I don't. <laughs> and when you mess up, it, my first breakup, um, and he used to tell me all the time, it was in high school, I was dating him, he was a little bit older, and I remember he would do dirt, he had already had a child before we started dating, and then somewhere in between one of our breaks, he ended up having another child. And I remember one day after the second child, he was arguing with me about one of the kids party or something like that and I remember he used to always tell me you know Monique you're too good for me you're too good for me and little did I know he was absolutely right but he was arguing with me on this one particular day and he was like because you know because you're not being there for the kids and I was like I was 18 going on 19 and the I kids thought, I looked at the phone and I was like <laughs> my kids I got no kids and I kind of <laughs> right. hung up the phone kids. and I remember I picked it because it was on the landline I picked it back up and then I blocked his number and I didn't look back 
And then, you know, me, I like to go back and look people up years later. And then I realized he had 11 mugshots. So, yes, Doug, you were oh, great. Oh, shit. I was too good. Not I a lem. A lem. A lem. With the M. Damn. <laughs> That's a lot. That's some country shit for real, for real. Lem. Yeah. You're from you're from South Carolina. Is that is that North 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 Carolina? Carolina. Winston Salem. Winston Salem. Oh, that's what the National like the, Black Theater Winston Festival Winston Salem, is. North Carolina. Like the like the wood. The wood. Shout out to Dwayne Finley. But yeah, like the wood. The wood. The wood. They shot that out here, in L.A. They did Inglewood. Inglewood. So, is that normal what? for dads to have about even moms too to have about like six, seven, eight in the South. What, kids? Like, different maybe mamas and daddies. Oh, um, yeah, I think that's like worldwide, though. Because mm. you can be in Mississippi. But I'm saying, is it like more Florida. prevalent in the South, do you think? <laughs> Probably, because it's so hot and there's nothing else to do. So, really? That's <laughs> now, true. Hold on, I want to ask you about that, because you said, mm-hmm. see, look at me over here, like a stenographer, I okay, got the little notes no, on your ass. All the you tea. said you... You're a one-woman man, yeah? Mm. So do you, you obviously can't predict the future, but you see one woman and one woman only having your children, or? That's the plan. That's the plan. And we know how plans go, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Um. Yes, that's the plan. I don't plan on nothing else happening, but if it does, it will be in the same form that the first one happened. So what age do you see yourself with, like, marriage and kids? Thirty-ish. Yeah. So how many years is that from now? I got. I still got a couple to go. Okay. So are you are you are you play playing right now? I'm living. I'm taking care of what's necessary. And, He's um, working. Okay. And what? Hey, you gotta get it how you live it. Yeah. And what? Project and what's, how you live. And what's happening? Whatever happens, I'm open to it. Okay. Yep. All right. I think we all wanted to go the preferred way. Which is like in a perfect world, I'll get married and then have kids and have a family. Right. Do that's men true. really want that though? Hell yeah! I don't care what no man say. Even because you always notice when when niggas cheat, they they may leave and go cheat, but they come back to their family and they be trying to get it. They be yeah, trying to fight for their family. Where your stuff is but at. they but not even just that. They be trying <laughs> true. to. But they be trying to fight for their family, like so. Those girls don't but why do you have to fight for your family? Offer. Why would you have to fight for your family if you didn't if do you anything already, in the first exactly. place? No, I was just saying that to say that even when they step out, still what rank? It's it's very rare. Like I it happens would, that you know the man be like, oh well, I'm leaving to go with the mistress. But that don't always happen like that. And they'll tell the mistress, I'm gonna leave my family to go with you. But they never do. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's still that picture is still there. Like. Family, wife, kids, even though it gets misconstrued and we step out and do some dumb shit sometimes, you know, I ain't taking up. I ain't taking up. But I'm just saying, like, the preferred way is still there. Like, I want to do it the right way. I really do. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I I may, you know, I don't know. Me and Jawan were talking about this a couple days ago. So, why do... Okay, you could chase really, really hard for a chick, right? Like, you could just really want to have sex with them. Like, they could just be, like, the baddest little thing. You you know, you have their number and you're texting them or whatever, but they're not really trying to give it up to you. And after, like, three, four months, y'all finally have sex. Why, when y'all have sex, do, do men, I'm not going to say you, but why do men feel like, 
okay, I got the cat now. Let me stop. Like, I don't really want a situation no more. I just want to just want to smash. Sometimes it's the thrill of the chase. And also, sometimes, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, if the vibe ain't there, the vibe ain't there. Like, the vibe got to be there for me to want to, like, sit up on the phone and talk to you and take you out. But what now, if you were doing all that and you finally got the cat? Like, what if you just, you, you, you it's there, like... Because, okay, I saw this post, and basically the man was saying, like, you know, I was working all this time trying to get you. I finally got you. Like, what, what else do I need from you? Like, why do you, like, why, like, why is that the mindset? Like, know, that's why, couldn't, why couldn't you just have worked for it, and then now you have it? Like, why do you have to, like. I don't get it. I say it depends on the man. Uh, yeah. I think we, I think it depends on the man and what he was actual, his actual intentions were. Everybody's intentions ain't the same. Because so. if his intentions was truly to to really, really, really want you after that, like right after getting the sex, it ain't gonna be over. Because he was. Because if if I've waited that long, that mean I've been heavily getting into your vibe, into the way you talk, the way you move. Like I've been getting into it. So after me, you know, hitting, I, all of a sudden it's not. It, all of that did not go out the window. It just okay. didn't. That's okay. me. So like yeah, you say, it really it depends on the on the guy on on what is. Intense I, got, I got a flip question. Why do women get their number out and then don't text them? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, it happens. What? What? Y'all get y'all number out. Um, don't text or either don't reply. <laughs> like or what? No. What's the point? I don't. I don't. You be the, bored. I will say. Drunk. Okay, wait. No, so what are y'all? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. What up? Wait. What are y'all's Aries signs? Or what? Or what are y'all's zodiac signs? I'm an Aries. I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know anything about it though. Okay. Virgo. Virgo. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. It's fine. What are no, you? Virgos or Aquarius? I get along with everybody. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> I I feel like for me, it just depends like what you're talking about. So if you're talking about wanting to smash all the time i'm really good off you i don't really i don't i, I don't really you, do, you just you talking too much like if you're talking about oh let's hang out let's do whatever whatever then yeah you'll get a reply probably but if you're just really all about like i want to be up in your guts like i'm not really trying to oh yeah i mean that's weak as hell anyway i mean like if, if i if that's like that ass. If, if that's all i got to offer that's all i'm on I don't care if you don't text back at that point because, like, I ain't ain't giving you no game, ain't giving you no play, ain't trying to facilitate nothing. So, and I do realize and I know that it is guys out here like that, like that's all they're trying to talk about, that that's dumb. So, you know, when you, when you don't talk back to them, then that's one thing, you know. But I think we more so saying, like, y'all will give out y'all number and will not text or okay, will not I will reply. Say this. I will say this. So, like, if I'm out at a club and someone's wanting my number and they're pressing me, but I'm really not checking for them like that and I'm drunk as fuck, and you text me the next day, it's like I probably don't remember what you look like. Girls get in them on social media and still do that. Oh, I mean, I can't speak for that. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe they didn't catch the vibe. I don't know. It depends I'm on, not on the that. Person. I've never had. Uh, a quote-unquote dating life. Um, if you're someone who's in my life, uh, it's because I had a genuine interest in you and you didn't get what you needed or wanted right away because we're going to get to know each other. And it's a little bit old school. I know it sounds like that, but my dude 
is my dude and he's going to feel special and he's going to know that he's special because not everybody's getting my attention and my number's not given out because it's not air. It's not free. It's not for everybody. So no, I'm not talking to everybody like that. Speak words. It's not air. He's so, speaking scriptures right Go now. Go off. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My number is promise. not air. It's not just giving out. I love it. Yeah. Tell them. No, that ass though. But I just feel like, I don't know. I think it just depends on the circumstances. Is it all your questions? Almost. Yeah. We have one more, right? No, that's it. That's it? Well, no, let me, let me check. Wow. That was she was all up in the business today. When was the yeah. first time you pick your nose? Um, when was okay. the first time you scratch your booty? The like. first time <laughs> you, you know, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was great. I got a question though what for y'all it? ladies. Do y'all ever? Well, I know it to be true because it happens to me. But I'm just curious. Do y'all ever slide in DMs like as as women? I know women do because they slide all the time. But I'm just curious. Like, what's y'all thoughts on it? Like. I mean, Honestly. I think I'm a go-getter, so I go after what I want, and if, yeah, I've definitely slid, slid in some DMs before. I'm old-fashioned. I like to be chased. I love the chase, as a matter of fact, and I like it to take a very long time. Oh, man, why so, I got to no, take a very long time? My best crush, like, yeah, it took almost three, almost four years before oh, we no. actually had any kind of... Real contact and connect. Oh, what what kind of what kind of like? What that's cruel and unusual punishment. Three or four years. I thought you were gonna say three or four months. So somebody got to chase you through phases in their life. Like no, 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 that's no, a whole new life. Day. Like five years no, later, I'm a different person, a whole new age. I mean, it's a new, new decade. World. I mean, I could have kids by then. I mean, I could have a degree, a master's by then. I mean, I could just change my whole life in that time. I mean. Step your cookies up. Move a little faster. No, she says she wants somebody to go through the doctoral program to get to her. Like, <laughs> like come on. I'm a long-term relationship. Like is, each, is each person four years or is he was four? Because oh, what a, is the my, shelf life after one, that? Just this one particular crush. He didn't know that he was my crush. Okay. And so I just, sense. I kind of lusted after him for a long time. And then when we finally got together, it was, it was so everything. worth it. Yeah, but it I, said, I hope so it was magical. It. Yeah, it was very, it was very memorable very much so memorable (laughs) oh yeah very much so memorable Mm -hmm. i know that's right i ain't mad at you you better go ahead on far and few in between for me so i have to like make sure that it's worth it it's good you know you're definitely about the old school you you know and i respect it though i I really do because some guys will say they don't like to chase now i'm not I, I don't think I'm down for a four to five year program, um, Chase. Hey. But you know, it's, you know, that's why I dropped out of school. I couldn't commit to that long of a time. But um, you know, I do like. You don't like that tension. No, I know. I like We're the chase. Friends. We just friends. No, 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 no. He's cute. That ain't no attention. I, I I like the chase, but if I'm chasing for too long, it's like I, right, you know, I'm chasing my own tail. Um, this is dumb. Abort, abort mission. <laughs> Control alt delete. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's how you feel the podcast. This is episode one with Jawan Smith. Yo, 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 Thank yo, you so yo, much yo, for coming yo. through. It for was sure. fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for me. letting me get in your business. Of course, not a problem. Yes, a problem. this was great. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's your girl, Catrice J. And it's Monique. It's Mark Hood. And that's how you feel the podcast. You can follow um, at vault1520.com. 
at Vault of 1520, all social network. Me personally, it's at Catrice J, C-A-T-R-I-S-E-J. Social network. You can follow me, all social media, at, at Mark J.P. Hood. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the same name, Mark J.P. Hood. And Jawan, give us, give us all your info. So because um, you have some stuff coming out. I do. Like, they need to know where to find it at. Okay, so I, my social media, my Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Jawan Smith, J-E-J-U-A-N Smith. Okay. That's my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, J-E-J-U-A-N Smith. Um, yeah, you can find everything on there. I'll be updating you guys. And what projects can we find you on in 2019? Mm, we have Atlanta FX coming back this season. Um, American Soul just aired. Um, I just directed a short film called The Yearbook that will be uh, probably it'll be finished probably in a month or two. Um, and I also have a new project coming with Sherry Shepard and Apion Crockett. Uh, yeah, so that will be okay. all airing soon. So. Black excellence. Yes. And yes, y'all, he is fine in person, just saying. All right, talk to you later. Bye.